Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey, parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academics.com and athleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404 542 Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Boss Man Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. was not that as big of a thing i guess if you were not on the court having the mega screen like sway above you like a couple of the players were um for me i was just in the media room my legs started wobbling and no one else was reacting and so i was like okay did i like i was trying to remember i'm like did i not eat enough today 
okay? Like, did I forget to eat lunch or something? Like, what's going on? And then finally someone reacted, and so I was like, okay, it was just an earthquake. Like, I thought I was going to pass out. So it wasn't, you know, it was scary for me for a different reason. I hear that, man. Maybe you have a good, maybe you have a good balance. Good equilibrium, pace balance is good. Maybe that's why you didn't really feel it that much, man. You know, maybe you get good and you're healthy. I don't know what probably. It's probably what got you to do that, man. Well, I was on the, I was on the first floor too, so it's like you know if you're not raised up, like it, it's a lot, it shakes a lot less. Like so, the higher up you are, the more you notice it. I hear that, man. See, I I deal with tornadoes and alleged hurricane leftovers here in Atlanta, so I don't have to worry about you know earthquakes yeah, so yeah, much like this way. But yeah, man, it's crazy. So tell me, this Harrison, uh. From the Lakers offseason perspective, man, how are you feeling from Magic doing what you did last night of the season to now? How do you guys feel about the Lakers going forward? You know, I think it's obviously been a mixed offseason. I, I think for a lot of people, obviously it started out on a bad note for the Lakers, and it was like a lot of headlines about Magic and then accusing Rob Polinka of backstabbing, and you had the about botch coaching search and no one really knowing who was in charge and there was like the whole cap thing with the anthony davis trade where people weren't sure if they even understood the cap ramifications which was ultimately like proof false they did understand they just weren't able to they went about getting max space in a different way um so it was like obviously it was a roller coaster to get to that point but they still were they had a shot at Kawhi leonard so people were pretty happy about that and then and they were less happy when he ended up going across the hall to the Clippers. But I, I think after the initial like panic, like, oh, how did this happen? Why would he pick the Clippers over us? I think they rebounded fairly nicely. And I think most fans have kind of come around to their offseason. You know, like they, they signed DeMarcus Cousins for like ju- just under $4 million, which I think is a pretty solid like high upside signing. They got Danny Green, who should be able to space before for LeBron and AD. And then just overall, they seem to have learned from the mistakes they made last season on not going after enough shooting and seem to have really done that. And so, like, you know, I, I think, obviously, I don't think that you can really give them an A because they didn't execute their plan A, but, they, you know, I think they probably get a B plus. No, Harrison, this is what kills me about it. That Luol Ding wave and stretch came at the haunt them to a degree, if you ask me. Yeah, no, it definitely did. It's it's one of those things where, you know, I, I think at the time they thought that it would help them just to get out from under that, and they thought that it was a mutually beneficial thing. But you're absolutely right. That cap hole definitely, like, it, it didn't help them. It meant that they kind of had to figure out an alternate route to max cap space, whereas if they wouldn't have stretched Dang, maybe they could have attached an asset and traded him. But then that's like a whole different complication, so who knows how that would have worked out. You know, maybe he would have been in the Davis trade as salary ballast. Uh, ultimately, we'll never know. Yes, indeed. And now I want to start with Maddie's resignation. Did anybody around the team know that was coming? Because I feel like if if what we read was true and he kind of was in and out and how he kind of wanted to be himself and wanted to tweet his great tweets of nothing, but it's like, did anybody see that coming? And even though you got AD this, this summer, is that some scarring left from how he went on first take and torched Rob Palenka in the front office? Yeah, you know, I I do know for a fact that as far as, like, uh, were his reasons true, I don't know. I mean, you you could kind of judge for yourself, but uh, the ESPN piece that came out from Baxter Holmes about a month after he stepped down about all kind of the stuff that was going on there and, like, how people felt about Magic inside the organization and some of the ways that he had, like, uh, reportedly treated employees, you know, I, I think the fact that he knew that was coming I think may have 
may have been a factor. Like, I think it's fair to wonder at least if that was a factor. Um, and then, you know, it, it really has shifted, I think, the way a lot of Lakers fans, especially online, see him. Before this, it was like any questioning of Magic's competency to run the team, anything. It was like, that's a Laker legend. How dare you? He knows more about basketball than you'll ever – like, he's forgotten more about basketball than you'll ever learn. And, you know, in a lot of ways, some of that is true. And, like, all of that is true to a degree, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's cut out to be a great basketball executive. Um, and the second he stepped down, it was like, okay, actually, Polinka's a genius, and Magic was holding him back. And, like, now, anytime I retweet something from Magic Johnson or whatever, I get, like, you know, 10 to 20 Laker fans in my mentions. Just I see them replying to him because it's to me as well, just saying, like, well, like, how could you do this to us? Why would you step down like this? You screwed us. Like, all kinds of stuff. And so... You know, I, I think that it's definitely tarnished the way that he's viewed by at least Lakers fans online. And also the coaching search. If I'm Frank Vogel, I'm looking over my shoulder. I know Jay Kism. I know what he'll do. He'll go to LeBron and with LeBron James to go above, you know, Frank's head. I just think Key would do that. But Lionel Hollins, who I, who I know pretty well from his time in NBA TV down here in Atlanta, I know he's an old school, hard hitting kind of guy. He ain't gonna go for that, and feeling handy ain't gonna go for that either. So, I feel like having Hollins and Handy kind of mitigates Jason Kidd to a degree in his shenanigans. But Frank Vogel, I feel like he's a temporary coach still in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I think how could you not feel like you were a little bit in danger when this other coach, like, and Frank said all all nice things about Jason Kidd so far, said, like, you know, I'm happy to hire him and have him as part of my staff and all that stuff. But, you know, if we're just being real, if the front office is saying, well, we interviewed this guy for the head coaching job, but we'd really like him to be your assistant, like, Frank Vogel just saw how that worked out for David Blatt in Cleveland, where Mm -hmm. the same thing happened with Tyron Lue, and and that was Tyron Lue, by all accounts, was much less active in making that happen, whereas we've seen Jason Kidd in two separate destinations, uh, like, attempt coups, for lack of a better term, in the front office. And so if you're Frank Vogel, I guess, like, yeah, I'm sure he's looking over his shoulder a little bit and will watch for stuff like that. But at the same time, like, you know, worst-case scenario, if Jason Kidd does get him ousted, then that's a lot of guaranteed money to not work. You know, like there are worse things that could happen than getting fired from an NBA head coaching job. Now, like I'm sure Frank wants to coach, but at the same time, like, I don't know, this is probably why I'm not an NBA head coach, but I'd be look, I'd be asking Jason Kidd to go and do it. Oh yeah. That guaranteed money is one of a kind. Yeah. Get me fired, please. Cause uh, <laughs> I know. I, hey, I'd rather get paid to not work than paid to work. I'm just saying. Yeah, because I know Stan Van Gunn told me, like, he got fired from Detroit. He was like, well, I got, I got $7, $7 million coming to me next year. I'm not worried about it. He was so nonchalant about it. Yeah, $7 million coming to me next year. Who cares? I got fired. Great. <laughs> you know, like, I live in Orlando. Yeah, there's, like, a lot long. worse thing than getting fired as an NBA head coach. You got, like, a decent amount of, you know, fallback money there. You got that right. And also, do you feel that, these mix and match veterans that they signed after losing Kawhi Leonard, can they mesh good? Because I feel like they have shooting, but I see defensive liabilities all over that roster right now. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right as far as the defense stuff. Like It seems like they've skewed their coaching staff towards guys who mostly focus on defense, and I think it's probably for that reason. They're hoping that these guys can figure out some kind of way to scheme out a lot of these defensive weaknesses that this team is obviously going to have because most of the guys that they signed are not 
and for as being defensive stoppers. Um, I, I do think that the guys are going to be able to mesh at least decently to get, they're all saying the right thing so far. And I think that the one thing that this roster has going for it in terms of getting guys to buy in on defense and play together and stuff like that is that almost all of these guys are on at least two year deals. So you're not going to have another situation where it's just one year, it's one year deals all across the roster. Everybody's trying to prove themselves and go out and kind of do their own thing and get paid the next summer Uh, where like this season, you know, you have a bunch of guys that, could be here the next year and so maybe you run into that problem the following season but for this year at least they know where they're probably going to be next year and a lot of them have like functional no trade clauses because they were re-signed using bird rights on one-year deals, and so they'd have to approve that so you're also not necessarily going to have as many trade rumors hanging over their heads and things like that and so i think overall this is just going to be a more secure team of vets and not just a bunch of guys that feel like they're on the trade block and you know justifiably given how public those with New Orleans were last year. Now, this is another big question. Who starts the center? DeMarcus Cousins or JaVale McGee? Because I feel like Boogie Cousins would not accept a bench role to JaVale McGee. Yeah, I mean, I don't. obviously I don't know. And again, like DeMarcus has said all the right things, but it's easy to say the right things in July. It's a lot different to say them, you know, when you're actually not starting. And, you know, I've actually kind of come around to the idea of Cousins starting. I was thinking like originally, you know, you, you put McGee in there for the defense and because he's like more of a lob threat, I guess, for LeBron and, uh, and other guys. But I, I think Cousins, you know, if he can start to regain some of his like three-point shooting form and, you know, it's clear that him and Anthony Davis want to play together. I would think for political reasons, if nothing else, he will get a shot in that starting lineup at some point. It may not be right off the bat, but the fact that he has Rondo, LeBron, and Anthony Davis in his corner, I would think definitely can't hurt his chances at a starting gig. And he just has much higher upside than JaVale McGee, and he's two years removed from the uh, Achilles tear now, which is when you start to see guys start to regain some of that form. And I feel like you guys in L.A. have a great thing with the Clippers and the Lakers, the Buzz. You have four of the top ten guys in the league. Arguably could be top five, if you want to say that, in the Staples Center. Eighty-two times a year. Well, eighty, uh, eighty-six rather. If you want to count two home games, two road games with the Clippers and Lakers. So, eighty-six games of great basketball in that building coming up this year between those two teams. There. It's, uh, sorry, say that last part again. No, I'm saying that you had eighty-six games of great basketball between the Clippers and the Lakers playing home games in Staples this year. You, you're gonna have a great year out there watching ball, no matter who team. You yeah, know. no, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible, and you can already tell that the players from talking to them are excited about this rivalry, excited for like e- even if you know obviously the Clippers don't have a chance to like win the battle for LA, quote unquote, because there's so many more Lakers fans than there are Clippers fans. I think that just in terms of actually winning on the court, there is going to be a rivalry for those guys to prove that they are the best team in LA if not the most followed one yes indeed well you know what man I'm looking forward to it you know I, I got another Atlanta Hawks are we're, we're gonna still be bad next year but at least I can look in late night on the, in the east coast here and watch the ball out there in Staples Center and see what's going on with the Lakers and Clippers man and give me some excitement because I know the Hawks gonna be bad again once more with us being so young and no vets on the, on the roster yeah, I mean, Atlanta's got a fun young group, but it's, uh, it, you know, it's obviously I think the Lakers will probably be better next year. But it, it's going to be a fun year to cover the NBA just in general. I think there are a lot of good teams out there. You know, Harris, I mean, I was shocked that we beat you guys on February 12th for the All-Star break. I don't know how we did it. I was shocked. Like, we actually beat them. <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember that was like the most. I-, I wasn't there, but I was watching the live stream of the post game locker room on TV, and I think that was about the most dispirited and checked out that everybody on that team had looked throughout the entire like se- throughout that entire trade saga throughout that entire season. Was just like everybody was just kind of looking around, like, "Are you kidding me? Like, really? We're in the playoff hunt. We lost this game. Like, LeBron just sounded done with it at that point." Yeah, and I must say. Even for Hawks people, we were depressed they actually won a game. We wanted them to tank. We were not thinking it's not working anymore. But we were hoping they were losing for tanking purposes. Yeah, that was uh, that that was not one that they wanted to lose, and they were not happy about it. Yes, indeed. Well, Harris, we got to do this again real soon, my brother. That was fun, man. I enjoyed it. We, I'll talk to you down, down the road, man, and, and enjoy the West Coast, man. Come to the ATL. Hit me up. Love to have you come by the studio and hang out with us, man. Talk ball with us. I'll definitely do that, and I'm happy to jump on anytime. All right, folks, it's Harrison Fagan here on the Boss Man Show. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. Today, we have from Family Grind ENT, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, IllStreetRex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash BITZ to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., 
Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar Memphis.